The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. And we're joined by Hothouse Flower, Fiona O'Brien. And Fiona, how are you? Good morning, Anton. I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm good. It's a small bit of personal indulgence before we do anything else. That is one of my all-time favourite songs. When, nah, no way, but it's an appropriate song for this morning. Isn't it just? <laughs> when you guys wrote it, did you know, yeah, yeah, this is going to work, this is a good one, or is it just another song? You know, at the time, I don't think we had the perspective or the experience maybe to know what the song was. It just, everything felt good. You know, we were full of the, the confidence of of youth in our early 20s and, and making music and fearlessly. Um, but yes, it, it, it's lovely to look back on it and hear it now and, and you know, know that, you know, I know Imelda May performed this in London on one of her shows and 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 so on. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's well, definitely a favourite. Not just did Imelda May perform it, but of course when, when um, Jeremy Clarkson and the lads went off in a huff out of Top Gear and Amazon <laughs> poured a giant bucket of money at them to join and do the grand tour thing. They yeah. did this hugely expensive opening sequence with helicopter shots and deserts and all the rest of it. Yeah. And of course, the song that they used in the background of that was Hot House Flowers, Easier in the Morning. Did they hand you a bucket load of money? The song, in fact, was I can see clearly now, which was what, which was Jeremy, Jeremy Clarkson. I, I remember an article about 15 years ago where Jeremy Clarkson was talking about, you know, cover versions, but he was talking about it in the context of cars. In other words, sort of Japanese copies of American cars. And, so on. And, he, and, he, and he went on, he elaborated and went on to say, we all know that, you know, there are no cover versions that are better than the original, with the exception of Hothouse Flowers' version of Jimmy Clips, I can see clearly now. And then fast forward, 10 years past that newspaper article, I get a phone call asking us to come out to the desert, to the Burning Van Festival, which they'd created in the, in the desert outside Los Angeles. Uh, to perform, I can see clearly now, as the opening sequence to the Grand Tour. An extraordinary thing to happen. And it must have been some production to be part of. It was, it was amazing. I mean, they had, they, they, they brought in, they, who did they get for us? They got these, it's a beautiful gospel backing vocal section because we had a gospel choir on the original recording. They brought in Neil Diamond's saxophone player, a lovely man to play the saxophone solo. And, and, yeah, I mean, and the desert, I don't know if you're familiar with the Burning Man Festival, where they have this festival in Black, Black Rock Desert out in Nevada. And they, it's, it's, it's probably one of the most advanced art, music, uh, cultural festivals in America. On a, on a, it's very futuristic. It's full of you know, art cars, these cars that look like moving dinosaurs or that look like moving buildings on four wheels. And they had a whole selection of these kind of extraordinary things uh, there, as well as obviously hundreds of people um, and a desert a, a stage built out of the middle of the desert. It was amazing. Now, for many people, this might be, if not the, it might be one of the sort of career highlights. But of course, you've had much better than that. You're now getting to tour with Tom Dunn. That is very true. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> In fact, he even texted me the other day saying, Anton is looking for you. Give Fair play, Tom. Thanks very much. Absolutely. Appreciate that. Fifteen percent off the top to Tom. <laughs> so, how did well, it come about that the two of you ended up gigging together? Well, Tom and I, as you probably know, we've been friends for years, and and something happened in Hot House Flowers. Of course, you know, we, we, we were musical neighbours going back as far as the mid nineteen eighties. Um, but we were doing the Thaler Classical event at the Three Arena. Oh, it's just over a year ago now. When it was one of the first sort of big shows at the Three Arena. 
to celebrate the opening up of music once again after the lockdown. So the idea was that Something Happens and Hot House Flowers and Jerry Fish, Tobin McKay and the Stunning and various other bands got together with the Irish Chamber Orchestra to perform there. And in order to promote it, we were invited, Tom and I, to speak to Ray Darcy on RTE. And we decided to do a couple of songs, one of which was On the Road Again by Willie Nelson and the other of which was John of Dreams, Christy Moore. So we just performed these as a duo. Uh, and Tom came out of that saying, nobody has ever sung harmony with me like that before. We, you know, and it just, I think we, we had a kind of a musical experience that we, we hadn't had together before. And Tom turned around to me and said, we should do this sometime in front of an audience. You know, let's do a gig. And it was as simple as that. I, I then got in touch with my, my local theatre here in Greystones at the Whale Theatre. Uh, and I asked them, would they have us? And they did. And we sold it out. And we're actually going to be back there on the 18th of December. I have this theory that Tom is in in personality terms there's a there's a portrait of him on, in an attic somewhere because he, <laughs> he can't be consistently as nice as he appears to be. Is, is there a dark side? You know, after I gigs late at night, do you, does the, the evil come out? <laughs> I, well, I haven't discovered that yet. But you know, the rigors of the road may yet take their toll. <laughs> <laughs> we, we of course have you on to talk about um, the, the sort of the average weekend for um, the O'Brainons. What does it consist of? Goodness me! Well, my weekends, as you may know, are, are usually taken up with late night radio. Indeed, I got home last night at about three o'clock in the morning from I, I present late date on RT Radio One, which is a gorgeous community of listeners who tune in and send messages from all over the world and we all listen to music together basically so it happens and and, uh, and so a good up and coming little station in, in which we have much optimism absolutely absolutely I <laughs> they're doing pretty well <laughs> you, um, you plucky newcomers you <laughs> exactly exactly um, and then you know occasionally I have gigs obviously you know the weekends tend to be the times when, when bands play so that when that happens they, they very kindly let me go off and do those um, and then, you know, Sheen and I, we like lively kids at home. You know, we take out and try and run the feet off, that kind of thing. And so no better place are, to do it than around Greystones. Yeah. Tomorrow, though, you have an interesting gig coming up because you and, um, sorry, is it tonight or is it tomorrow? It's tonight. Oh, tonight. my apologies. Not at all. So it's tonight. You and Bill Whelan are discussing Riverdance and the phenomenon that it was and how he, how he scored it. Well, Bill, during lockdown, wrote his autobiography which is called The Road to Riverdance. And it's the story of his life up to that incredible event at the point in 1994 when, when Riverdance sort of hit the world's screens and, uh, and took off from there. And so he, we are kind of, we're launching the, the book this evening as part of the Dublin Book Festival down at the Windmill Quarter in Dublin. There's going to be beautiful music from uh, Bill's old friend Zoe Conway and her husband John McIntyre. I believe Paul McGuinness is going to be there as well to, to launch Paul and Bill, our old friends as well. And then I'll be chatting to Bill about about the book and about his life. Um, it's a beautiful book. I was very lucky to, to have been given a copy of it in advance of the to, to, to read it before tonight's event. And it's beautifully written. It's so evocative of, you know, his childhood in Limerick, um, it, it, it sort of it takes you into a whole time in Ireland in the 1950s when life was you know much different uh, to to the way it is now. I, I got, you know you get the sense that there was there was a kind of a special diversity in it. He describes this alleyway behind the house where he grew up, where people of all backgrounds got together, and it 
I come away from it thinking that that sort of divide that we have in society seem as big then as it does now, even though I'm sure it was probably bigger, you know. But it's 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 a wonderful book. So we'll be chatting about that tonight. If people want to hunt you down, where do they get tickets and all of that? Uh, oh, that's a good question. The oh, this is the important Festival. commercial part of things. The Dublin, I believe <laughs> it's sold out, but go, go to the Dublin Book Festival's website, or I'm sure, or just Google Bill Whelan Road to Riverdance Windmill Quarters, where it's happening. That is, yeah, the, the website is DublinBookFestival.com and if by chance you go on and you discover that uh, Fekna and Bill are sold out, there are other um, sessions across because it goes, of course, today and tomorrow. So that is DublinBookFestival.com. Fekna, thank you very much for coming on this morning. Great pleasure talking to you. Thanks so much, Anton. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at 9 on News Talk.